0: Seconds
1: flat. Get up. Stand by
0: for the kick of Dave waddle If he's got it, he could make it. think he to This is the second's flat running podcast. He's been broken three times. He refuses to get in. He's
1: or welcome back to the second flat running podcast this is mile 87 Travis and Cosmo with you tonight Yep Coming from above the Afghan restaurant in our recording annex That's right <laughs> You can just taste the Persian goodness Cosmo Yes How are you baby boy
0: I am doing well thank you for asking coach Mm, mm. mm.
1: It's good to have you, my friend. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I noticed you didn't ask how I'm doing. Well, you, you know... Can, you can read it on my face, can't you?
0: <laughs> you know, you know um, man, you look like you're, you're uh, down and out
1: tonight. I'm a bucket of joy. That's not a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, if you wanted to be, you can be. I'm a barrel of laughs. Yeah. Couldn't be happier tonight. Yep. It's, it's June. June. It's getting hot and sweaty out there training. Yep. And it feels like the right time to give the people some sizzling summer training tips.
0: Give the people what they want. That's what we do. Yep.
1: To get you ready for preparing in heat this summer. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, <that>, meow? Meow. <laughs> Uh, And best prepare you for your fall and winter racing goals Now, Cosmo, I know we're excited to talk about summer training Yep We have both been getting adequately broken by the early onset of heat and humidity You know, it's still like three weeks till summer actually starts Oh, really? This is just the tip of the iceberg
0: Okay, good to, good to know
1: Oh, it's called the solstice. Are you not familiar? Oh yeah. I remember. First day of summer. I think yeah. it's the twentieth this year. Yeah. Which is also Father's Day. Oh, okay. Make sure you prepare accordingly. I'll you can do what I did on Mother's Day. I was a week ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just was completely out of it and mm.
0: You're just ready for prepared
1: it. Prepared Mother's Day, yeah. handed my mom her card and she looked at me like I was an idiot <laughs> and not her child. Yeah. And She said, it's not Mother's Day. It was better then than a week late. (laughs) That's right, man. So quickly, though, before we begin, we did have a few huge performances over the past week. Tell me about them. I'm just going to give you an overview because one really sticks out. Okay. Okay. Uh, You had Hobbs Kessler absolutely crushed. The high schooler. Yes. Alan Webb's high school 1500 meter national record is no more. Mm. Hobbs Kessler goes 334.36. For comparison, we had Ryan Adams on last week, one of the top NCAA milers, Mm -hmm. and he has run about three seconds slower in the same event. That's crazy. With that said, he did advance from the East prelim. He is headed to Eugene, and he's going to take a stab at that number at the NCAA championships. So that is a national record that is something like a 352 mile equivalent wow. um, that comes from the Portland Track Festival last weekend that qualifies him for the Olympic trials in a race That's that was great. won by our guy from a previous episode, Craig Engels, mm-hmm. had a breakthrough race. He's had a tough spring and had a big performance there at the same meet, uh, Suguru Osaka, Japanese Distance star beat Galen Rupp in the 10K. This is Rupp returning to the track now. He's been away for a while in hard marathon prep. But Osaka beat him in that race, won his heat, then doubled back into the second heat and ran a tempo run coming right off his race and nearly won the next heat as well, finishing second. That's crazy. So same event two times in a row. And then, of course, as I mentioned with Ryan, the NCAA track and field regionals were so extraordinarily deep and fast this past week that I cannot contain my excitement for nationals next week. Mm. We'll get into that in the next episode, for sure. But we can't bury the lead, Cosmo. No. The big racing story of the week, the one that our fans tuned in to hear about. Yeah is a developing duel in the sun Mm. between yours truly and former seconds flat podcast co-host turned special guest contributor (laughs) benjamin sessions yes okay yes our boy benji sent me a text last night what did it say well let's etch it in stone this conversation (laughs) began at 4:57 p.m. All right, on June first, 2021. Okay, and he referenced a a review we uh, received from a listener like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, The listener went by the internet pseudonym of a one Doctor Smooth Hips. Okay. Okay. And Dr. Smooth Hips <laughs> said in his review, what did he five-star that? review, I'd like to add, Oh, good. that he wants to see a showcase event of me and Benji racing each other. I like it. So apparently Ben has nothing better to do. <laughs> He's got a beautiful and wonderful wife. Can't spend time with her. He's instead reading through our past reviews of the podcast <laughs> two years right. ago. Yeah, And he said, let's give Dr. Smooth Hips what he wants. Uh, what he prescribes. That he prescribes. Yeah. He is the good doctor. That's right. By the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I accept it. There you go. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> Tentatively. Okay. Because the story continues to unfold today. Yes. Tentatively. We are looking at a three race series. Whoa. Various distances. Okay. Whoever takes two or more is crowned as the podcast hostess with the mostest. I like it. And Cosmo, we're going to get you in, we think, involved on picking these race distances. Okay. Let me read you a little bit of this text thread (laughs) that I had with Benjamin. 6.25 p.m. Eastern, June 1. Ben, I just did hills, so I'm trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw your Strava this a.m. Yeah. Smiley face emoji with the laughing tears. You know what that means. Oh, I know. Me, 6.25 p.m. also. Prompt response. (laughs) I see. I'm not one to leave a man waiting. Noted. Ha. (laughs) I might go dark on Strava and train incognito. (laughs) Me again at 6.25 p.m. I had more to say. Yeah. And do a bunch of workouts out of the blocks. (laughs) Benjamin, 6.26 p.m., heart emoji. Benjamin, 6.26 p.m., but I need the inspiration, Mm -hmm. exclamation point. Travis, 6.32 p.m. It was a six-minute delay. I have to apologize for him. I might have been in another conversation. (sighs) Yeah, that happens. I said, the real champion here has to be a man of intrinsic motivation. Okay. Benjamin, also 6.32 p.m., then I don't stand a chance. (laughs) I like it. And I'm going to make this prediction right now. There is a very real chance Ben is a DNS, did not start for this entire event. Mm -hmm. He doesn't show, but there's an equally good chance that he does like 10 days of hard training, a handful of strides, and absolutely destroys me. Just kicks my butt. There's a chance. So I'm hoping for out of shape d n s bin. I think it'll be a lot of fun, but since this came up last night, it has blown up.
0: yep, the internet it's trending on Twitter I
1: think um that's a thing, yeah, okay, it's happening,
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, let's talk distances then well no later? hold on no, okay. there
1: is there's some discussion of what are the events gonna oh, there's be more I see I think um. I'll prepare a TikTok video. Okay. I got a hold of Dr. Smooth Hips. Uh I went into the archives. I hunted this man down and he wants to get involved. He wants to be on the race commentary, which I think could be some fun. I like it. Maybe we live stream this thing.
0: Okay.
1: We go on the YouTube. Yeah. Dr. Smooth Hips on the call. We can do that. He's got a big personality. Yep. His name is Dr. Smooth Hips. That's right. Earlier this evening, Ben and I discussed some possible race options. Okay. Okay. Early on, it was like, hey, how about we do a mile that's a little more his direction? Maybe Mm -hmm. we do a 5K, it's a little more mine, and then we meet in the middle like a 3K. Okay. But there's some other stuff on the table now. One, we race at every Olympic distance. Ooh. From the 100 to the marathon, including hurdles, including steeplechase, and I'll add this right now, Ben. Let's include the throws and the jumps. I like it. I will go head to head in the triple jump any day. My it, technique is flawless. Yeah. Even the relays, but yeah, you have to run all Well, of them. I will you'll take a baton and you'll just put it into your other hand. Right, right, right. Yeah. Got it. It's not my first rodeo. Uh, there's another proposal of using the IAAF scoring tables for a regulation decathlon. Wow. That could be something. That could be something. Five events a day over two days. Yeah. Crippling. Mm -hmm. Neither of us would finish. Mm -mm. Or there's one I really like that was thrown out late this evening, right before we came on. Mm -hmm. A marathon followed by a one hour rest. Followed by a beer mile, (laughs) followed by a one hour rest, followed by a 100 meter dash. (laughs) I like it. Now, I would have to build a huge edge in the marathon because I don't think I've had four beers in my entire life combined. Yeah. So that could get ugly quick. That could be a hurdle, if you will. But it also could, thank you. It could be a hurdle. It could also be really special. Yeah. So listeners, if you have some ideas, chime in. Let us know. What do you want to see me and Benji duel in? And maybe we can set this up, get some people out, Yep. enjoy this in person, raise money for a great cause, that's right. the human mm-hmm. fund. Mm-hmm. That's an old Seinfeld reference for you, Cosmo. I didn't get that's it. What, that's what George gave mm-hmm. for his Christmas gifts to everyone in his office. It was a fake charity he began because oh, nice. <laughs> he doesn't like to give people gifts. He He wrote them notes that said... A donation has been made in your name to the Human Fund. The Human Fund. <laughs> yes.
0: I like that. We could raise money for the Human Fund.
1: So that's the big story in track and field right now. I like now.
0: that. I'm excited about it. I'm, uh, you know,
1: however I can help to make that happen, just let me know. On Global um, Running Day, on Global the Running world's Day. eyes are focused on the Benjamin-Travis duel. Yeah. So we'll be updating you. We'll let you know when and where it's going to happen, what the events will be, Mm -hmm. how it all plays out. There actually was some Strava chatter about it today. Really? I I mocked that I was making a TikTok video. Uh I don't know how exactly that even works, but Mm -hmm. on the Strava, I was asked, are the rumors bubbling up true? Oh, yeah? Who asked? Friend of the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. david smith friend of the show david smith hey, speaking of friends of the show real quickly before yeah. we move on i want to say that i had a great conversation we just mentioned global running day mm-hmm. uh great conversation after the run so many friends there had a, a really nice time our boy the young pup nathan just graduated from college oh, he was him. on hand awesome. racing a 5k at the uh music city distance carnival in nashville this weekend unattached should mm-hmm. be should be fun I mentioned that I was getting ready to go record a podcast, and a friend of ours, Caroline, said, she even said, I'd like to consider myself a friend of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because she gets so excited when these episodes come out. I love that. So I promised her some love on this edition. Yeah. So Caroline. that was for you. That, that was, was for right. Caroline. That was. Yep. Uh, she probably won't even listen to this one. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah. Let's turn to the main story here tonight. Well... We already covered the main story. The second story, the reason that people may have actually tuned in, and that is training in heat and humidity. Shall we discuss more, Cosmo?
0: Give me the heat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the heat. Cosmo, I thought when we first had a discussion about this and I asked you to think of some questions, yeah, you had I, maybe the, the had best question, question yeah. you possibly could have. Uh, what, what was that?
0: What is the appropriate temperature to take thine shirt off whilst running
1: right so the the timeless running shirtless question yeah and i have a actually i think a really thoughtful answer for this what is it one is if i and the rest of the world looked like you (sighs) get out of here had a body (laughs) chiseled from marble oh my god like a greek god I would run shirtless. Uh, I would live shirtless. Okay.
0: That was the answer I was looking for. Now, me,
1: on the other hand, and I think I have the accompanying dating record to prove this, my assumption is no one wants to see me shirtless. It's not true. And what happens when I take my shirt off to run? (laughs) I think this was last summer. It was just so hot. (laughs) And I thought, you know what, sunny day. I'm just going on a short, short double and shirt double. See that? Yeah. Slip of the tongue. Yeah. And I thought to myself, hey, let's get some sun on this pasty body. <laughs> yeah. I think I had probably done what I like to call a little party pump beforehand. Yeah. Y- you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, where you do push-ups. You crank a few push-ups and maybe yeah. curl something heavy in your kitchen before <laughs> you go outside. Everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to look inflated <laughs> before I got outside. Yeah. And I was doing a little loop over by where the Commons is, here in Greenville around the trail. You know, used to have that dirt loop over there that was nice. Yeah. Did a little work over there. It's since been taken from us as they build the new park. Yeah. And something kind of damp splattered on my shoulder. Mm. I took a look over mm. and I had been defecated on by a bird. Sure. And that is the lesson I learned. And so I do not run shirtless at all, but again, you're a different man, a better man, frankly, <sighs> man. than I am.
0: Yeah, that hasn't happened to me yet, but I, you know, <laughs> we'll we'll see what
1: happens. It gives us something to look forward to. Now, we did have serious questions yep. that you wanted to get Ye- into. I told you beforehand this could just be our last episode. It could be. I'm absolutely off the hinges tonight, and yep. reckless, and carefree, That's and young, right. and naive, yeah, and unashamed, yeah, and I'm certainly not timid. Nope. So we got all that out there. Let's let's go to the real goods here. You had some some I thought very interesting questions that I want to dive into a little bit more with some of my opinion, perspective, background on. Um,
0: yeah, what do you got? Well, before we get to the first question, a little uh, another question for context.
1: More about shirtless.
0: No, um, no. Okay, but Sorry. specifically, what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. right, All right. All right. right. Uh, Secondly. Shake it. How hot is too hot to be
1: running out there? So great baseline question here of, is there a point at which I shouldn't even be out there? I think the simplest answer probably is that depends on where you are Mm -hmm. and what you're used to and what you've trained in in the past. Yeah. Uh, It's a sliding scale. Our bodies get used to the conditions under which we run. Mm -hmm. You know, you in the Southeast, this time of year, when it starts to get sticky, it's hot, it's muggy, I really like to use a resource. We will link this in the show notes. This is my favorite resource on this topic, and, and we may have even mentioned it in an early episode, but I'll bring it back up again. This is a dew point table, a calculator from an old blog okay. from a a running coach at MaximumPerformanceRunning.blogspot, okay. that's how you know it's got a few years on it, yeah. .com. Yeah. And it was published in 2013, July of 2013, okay. summer of 2013, eight mm-hmm. years ago. Whew. And this sets out for us how we should adjust our efforts based on the combination of temperature and dew point. Oh, yeah. And then the percentages at which we should think about reducing efforts. Interesting. So this goes all the way up to 10% reductions. Okay. Um, So meaning, for example, under the worst conditions in which the author thinks you might be able to run, and this is talking about running what we would consider hard. Right. Which doesn't necessarily mean it's a super hard workout. It could just be hard under the circumstances, hard under the conditions of the weather. Yeah. In in the worst conditions that they recommend still actually running is when we get up to a, a 180 as the combination of the dew point temperature and the air temperature. Okay. So imagine that it's 95 degrees out mm-hmm. and the dew points at 85 degrees. Mm-hmm. Those days happen yeah. in the Southeast. I, uh, they certainly happen to me more than occasionally in florida being on the water yeah at 180 he is recommending somewhere between an 8 and 10% reduction in your effort okay so we can calculate this and figure out what that means right let's just say to to use numbers for you and i do i'll come back to the idea that i really think this should be about effort and okay. not just about paces yeah but uh, let's say you're doing an interval uh, at which you are running uh, five minutes a mile. Okay. let's say we convert that over into seconds. five minutes mm-hmm. is three hundred seconds. yeah a ten percent reduction would be thirty seconds. yeah if you were doing the interval at ten minutes, that reduction would be a full minute to eleven minutes mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is more focused on continuous running. yeah we'll talk about why that is in one of my other tips, Mm -hmm. but let's say you're doing a tempo run or something like that, uh, a long run, you may need to dial back by up to 30 seconds a mile as a person trying to hit five minutes, up to a minute a mile as someone trying to hit 10. That's a significant number. And you have to realize that and that it's okay and not get beaten down by thinking I can't hit my number. Yeah. To further this discussion, what is dew point? Mm-hmm. We're not super familiar with it, often, many of us. Dew point is a measure that is going to tell you how well your body can, can cool itself. And it is an absolute measure, not a relative one like humidity. Mm. Uh, so high dew points mean the air is highly saturated with water. Mm-hmm. And when the air is highly saturated with water it is more difficult for sweat to evaporate from our bodies. Hmm. And the sweat evaporation process is how we cool the body. Right. Right? It's not just the sweat, it's the sweat evaporating. Mhm. So It's the logical difference between running in a desert climate Mm -hmm. and running in a muggy tropical climate. We feel it in racing. You see optimal dew points for racing, like long races at marathon distance, say, Mm -hmm. being below 50 degrees for the dew point. Mm -hmm. Uh, We start to see impacts when it gets above and that depends on sweat rate, that depends on your conditioning, your fitness, all kinds of things. Yeah. I know even last year, um, in a December marathon year and a half ago now, we had a day when it was like in the mid fifties and kind of muggy. It rained at some points and that dew point was just high enough yeah. that I felt it. Mm hmm. If it had been five degrees lower, I probably don't notice it at all. Mm -hmm. Even if the air temperature had been warmer. Okay. All right. Uh, So I think that makes for a really good measure. And this makes for a really good reference we can use in determining maybe how hot is too hot to try to run, at least to run hard. Right. What else? That makes sense.
0: Are there differences in nutritional needs when you're training in heat? I
1: think it's important to remember that hydration is not simply an in-run or morning of experience mm-hmm. so that maybe isn't a different need but it's an emphasized one it should be a continuous process mm-hmm. uh, we see an undeniable over-emphasis on race day or workout day water consumption mm-hmm. That can lead to flushing out all those valuable electrolytes that are critical in the actual hydration process. Yeah. And we also see, particularly when, as an aside, you race in cooler temperatures. Yeah. We tend to see better racing in a state of slight dehydration okay. than one of overhydration. Now, it's natural, it's not like you're trying to dehydrate yourself. Right um there's really good work from tim noakes he wrote the epic tome called lore of running it's been a while a couple decades ago now yeah south african sports scientist very interesting he has evolved greatly in his research over the years Mm -hmm. his most famous works are for example the idea of a central governor Mm -hmm. that's this thing in our brain that is kind of turning off our Ability to work super hard as a protective mechanism mm-hmm. before we ever get to the edge of really hurting our bodies, yeah. And then, how do we train that governor? It's one perspective, it's an interesting thought. Yeah, uh, he's done a lot of stuff on the balance of carbs versus fats and running, mm-hmm. but he did a piece of work called Waterlogged that okay. is, a, is about some of this overhydration stuff. Yeah, I, I'm again, I'm not encouraging you to underhydrate during the summer, I'm just saying. It's got to be the proper type of hydration because if we flush the good stuff out, you know, you drink a bunch of water, you're going to have to use the restroom. You're going to flush the stuff out. Yeah. Then we could be in trouble. Yeah. If you're looking for something that both hydrates and provides nutrition, Mm -hmm. then you might consider a product like we've both used in the past, Tailwind or Scratch. Mm Um, some of us react really poorly to the super sugary stuff yeah. in some of the sports drinks. It's a little over the top. Yeah. It's why Gatorade now has so many different variations that mm-hmm. are much lower sugar. Yeah. Um, because they had the electrolytes in those drinks, but they brought the sugars with it. So those sugars are a nutrition source. So you have to decide, am I looking for both hydration and nutrition? Then maybe it is something like whatever Gatorade mix you use. Or if you're looking for something easier on the stomach, in my opinion, maybe it's a tailwind or a scratch. Mm-hmm. But if you're simply looking, your focus uh, on hydration, which fits the context of our summer discussion, then simple stuff like electrolytes and amino acids mm-hmm. are more likely where you want to be mm-hmm. rather than something with a bunch of carbs in it. Yeah. Okay
0: yeah um is using something like noon is that would that be in that category as well, or
1: yeah, you just refilled my water here before we recorded, but beforehand yeah. I had noon in that yeah. bottle uh because it's actually kind of a nice evening here, uh but still a little sticky, yeah. We did the Global Running Day event down in Cleveland Park, which is a low-lying area along the river. So it's always just more muggy down there yeah. than everywhere else around. Uh, I ran there to the event, did the 5K at the event, and ran back.
0: Okay, um, wow.
1: So something, I don't know, something like 11 and a half miles yeah. where unwittingly, I would say, because I did 10 this morning, this became a wild kind of <laughs> yeah. Twenty-one to twenty-two mile double on, <laughs> nice. with completely without intent. So it clicked to me. I got to make sure I start the hydration process for tomorrow. Yep. Because I'm diving back into the summer of hills tomorrow. Yeah, baby. Had you out yesterday? It was. That's right. For yeah. running the gauntlet on North Maine, some surges up there. Yep. And I am headed to just beat and batter my body. <laughs> and the mountains up near Brevard tomorrow. Oh, fun. So I, I got to make sure that I'm getting the stuff back into me that I'm sweating out, knowing that I have a high sweat rate. Yeah. And so, in that way, our nutritional design adjusts this time of year, maybe compared to what that might look like for me in February or November. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, what I'm hearing you say there, mm-hmm. um, so we
1: learned that in uh, our relationship counseling. Yeah. You now say what I'm hearing you say. What I'm
0: hearing you say is yeah. don't drink all the water all at once, but have, have some consistency to your hydration. Yes. Uh, but don't overload before a workout or before a, a race or before a hard effort.
1: Don't think the biggest thing is don't think that you can show up to the race. Yeah chug a bunch of whatever it is you're drinking right before the gun goes off Mm -hmm. and then hit the, the drink stands during the race and you're going to catch up with it. Uh, It's the same premise for a workout. Don't think that if you didn't drink anything all morning or the day before Mm -hmm. that you can just hit the water fountain at mile three. Right. It's more complicated than that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's something I think I, we talked about early on Mm -hmm. before my first marathon, you know, you Mm -hmm. gave me a good, uh, You gave me a good lesson on nutrition at the store that day. It's kind of stuck with me. I remember asking about salts. Yes. And that's when you pointed me to to something like Noon. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Uh, Again, Noon's going to have your key electrolytes like sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium. It's in a lot of other... Drinks yeah. like this, sometimes what you see is actually drinks that present themselves as being high in electrolytes aren't that much higher than just normal water, mm-hmm. uh, because there's some of it in water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just pay attention. Look at, it's going to have how many milligrams of this stuff it has in right. percentage of daily value. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, like milk is a really good place okay. to get some of these things. Yeah. Um, I know that doesn't work with everybody's system, yeah. uh, but- I'm a whole milk guy, Yeah, and uh, you can get these electrolytes really well Mm -hmm. through milk.
0: And it's good to store that up uh, throughout the week.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, that's something that we mentioned in um, the marathon series we did early on. You can load this stuff the day before. You're not going to get total storage. It doesn't all stay there. Sure. But you can load the day before and the week of, and it can be valuable. And you can start eating some saltier foods and load up before you have a harder summer workout or a longer summer workout or a race. Yeah. But then you can also load it well the morning of. That's good to know. Yeah. I've always had questions about that. Um, Hopefully we helped a little. I think we cleared
0: those up. Good. Are there differences in training design? Uh, In the hotter months.
1: Yeah. I alluded to this earlier. Mm -hmm. I love to take intervals and break them. Mm -hmm. I don't do much continuous work. Say you're a threshold or tempo run kind of person. You love your 20 minute threshold run. There may be a place for that still here, Mm -hmm. but I would much rather break it into intervals. And allow yourself some natural cooling in between. This is why I love hills this time of year. Sure, It's easy to say, run a hill hard. I don't have to have a specific pace. Mm -hmm. So in addition to breaking my intervals, I'm doing them based on effort. Mm -hmm. Hills are great to say. It could be run it hard. It could be run it steady. Whatever the cue is you want. Run it through two thirds of it steady and close it hard. Yeah. Yep. rather than having specific pace and you have ample recovery both for your legs and your body temperature in the jog back down mm-hmm. and you might even keep a bottle at the bottom of the hill because you have that access if you're repeating the same hill yeah you can just keep coming right back to it That's good. that bottle might even be just something that you want to pour over your head or pour mm-hmm. on a sponge and put on your neck that i love that hills from that perspective they're great as a training tool when we talk about running economy and strength and all those variables that make you better. Yeah. But they're particularly well suited for the elements of a hot summer training run. Yep. And your tempos also can truly be about feel. This is where we go to that comfortably hard definition Mm -hmm. of a tempo run rather than feeling like I have to hit it at a precise pace. I have to run 15K. Yeah. I use that number a lot for threshold, uh, or interchangeably I have to hit half marathon pace. Yeah. No, not necessarily right now. Mm-hmm. And then what you can also do is if you're just a continuous 20 minute tempo run, I think this is good to do anyway, change the shape and structure of your threshold workouts. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's two by 10, or maybe it's four by five minutes, yeah. or five by four. And there's a jog in between. Yeah. Or maybe you break them up on the track. If you're someone who does a lot of mile interval work, let's just say mile repeats, let, let's break those down maybe. Let's turn them into Ks or 800s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to have a, a, a little bit of a limit. I will prescribe longer continuous tempo runs. Uh, one of our athletes has a 5K coming up at the end of the month. He's in a location where he had pretty good weather this week. Yeah. And I thought this might be our Maybe only chance before this race in three weeks mm. to really bang a hard workout. And so we went for a four-mile tempo run okay, with a jog break after it into two by a mile at 5K pace. Right. I'm not necessarily recommending that workout to anyone. Sure. Um, it, it was just a fit for where he is in his training. Yeah. But I told him beforehand, I said, the workout's beefy. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to break it up if the conditions dictate it. Yeah. And my first thought was about breaking the tempo. Let's, you know, just go to two by two miles or four by one or whatever if we have to. Mm -hmm. But what happened was the accumulated fatigue combined with it getting warmer on the day. He actually broke that final mile into chunks. Okay. And went like 800, 600, 400. He ended up doing so. So he got a little bit more volume. Yeah. But got the same work at the same, the, the same efforts we were going for at 5k effort. We didn't change that. Yeah. But we just add a little bit of break in there to mm-hmm. accommodate for the conditions. Yeah. So broken tempos, hill repeats, mm-hmm. fartlek, mm-hmm. minute on, minute off, two on, one off, whatever. You know, there's a million combinations we've talked about here, but just knowing there's these on off or, or on easy cycles. Yeah allow you to break this up and and not overdo it yeah and then it also allows you to tinker a little bit with that dew point chart if you use it you probably mm-hmm. don't have to dial back quite as much yeah if you go into shorter intervals yeah okay
0: that's good to know
1: i'll add to it plan your week mm-hmm. I that seems so obvious yeah it sounds so simple, but consider the forecast. I value flexibility in rearranging workout days over sticking to the prescription. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's say you got a workout plan for Tuesday, but it's going to be 20 degrees cooler on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Cold front comes through. Whatever it is, save the quality session for the next day. Yeah. And then you know, just talk to. Whoever writes your training, or if you're doing doing your own, reconsider pushing other things back. Just accommodate. It, trying to hit all the marks, all the times on every effort in the summer and yeah. squeezing them all in, it it tends to be a dead end road. Like it, it's just not it's not worth it. Yeah, you know, I think about us like a lot of times that we've trained for earlier fall marathons. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I had one that was maybe the first weekend in October, mm-hmm. and it felt like it didn't cool off till October 1st here. We yeah. had one week of cool weather. A key thing we did was there were like two or three mornings during the summer where you had those really crisp days, and we decided to pivot and make those the days That we did our marathon specific longer workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I remember there was one that had some fart, like, and then some marathon pace work. Yeah. And we just said, let's do it now. Let's move the other stuff around because we might not be able to get this done otherwise. Right.
0: That's good. That's good.
1: Did you have any other big thoughts? Because I do have a few points that I can add about some other key advice. Okay. Yeah. So, one draws on something we spoke about in the last edition. Mm-hmm. On workout and race days, it's okay to change your warm-up routine. You can reduce the amount of simple warm-up running, jogging. Mm-hmm. It won't take much to get your core temperature up. Yeah. Right? And we need to focus instead on activating muscles, okay, moving through ranges of motion, like with a lunge matrix or leg swings or a dynamic drill routine, that stuff can take place of some of the running. Yeah. Or it's, let's say it's um, the biggest marathon of the summer is, I guess someone can maybe disagree with me, but in the United mm-hmm. States, I would think it's grandma's. Yeah. In Duluth. Yeah. At the end of June. While the weather is favorable some years because you're so far north. hmm there's a chance you could get scorched up there. Sure. So in a longer race like that, a marathon, it might also just be about using the beginning of the race as your Mm warm-up. And so this is reminiscent of what we mentioned in the last episode about Charlie Spedding at LA in the 84 Olympics. Mm -hmm. Super hot, stay out of the heat. Get Mm -hmm. in the shade, stay away from it. Meb Kofleski. He mentions a similar adjustment from his experience at the 2004 Athens Games. Uh, Meb medaled in that marathon, and it was a huge deal because that was America coming out of the dark ages of marathoning for us. The yeah. 90s were our lost decade. Yeah. And he got that medal and entered that race realizing it was super hot, but it had a little later start time. So mm-hmm. he had a unique circumstance. Because of that later start time, The temps are going to cool a little bit throughout the race, Mm -hmm. and radiant heating on the road becomes less of an issue. Hmm. Uh, So he then used the early miles as an extended warm-up. I think he may have done—I'd have to look back in his book, which I recommend, called 26 Marathons that he wrote at the end of his career— and I believe he discussed here that he might have done like a mile of just shuffling around, okay. just to kind of loosen up his legs. Yeah. but essentially it was uh, barely what we might call a warm-up. Yeah To build from that, in your everyday running during the summer, value the natural progression. Yeah, this is something we've talked about that we like a lot anyway, just to help you loosen up and get into the flow of running. Mm -hmm. But I think it's particularly valuable this time of year. Start slow and then make the decision about Mm -hmm. what your pace and effort for the day looks like. Yeah,
0: that's good. Uh, So that
1: easing into it allows a warm up. It allows you to adapt to the weather conditions. Mm -hmm. It's not that shock. And then pushing over the edge if the weather becomes too much to manage is much less likely to happen because you haven't already pressed that so close to the edge at the beginning of your run. Yeah, it gives you a mile or two to get motivated. To It does, absolutely. It usually takes that for
0: me. I, I know once I get out there i sometimes don't want to do it still (laughs) well don't we think
1: the same thing about the really cold stuff too yeah the really cold days we sometimes need to just get acclimated get going and once we get moving we feel a little bit better about doing it and you kind of love it yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely.
0: yeah that's cool i had a question yeah i remember running that mile time trial in the winter and it was really hard on the lungs it was hard to breathe Um, I remember coughing for a while after that. I think we mentioned that in a previous episode, but is, is that going to be easier in the summer because it's so hot?
1: I think most people feel that less now, conversely, you have the kind of summer blanket effect. Uh If you run early in the morning where it's really hot and humid, yeah, it, the the air tends to feel so heavy. Oh, okay. Right. So it's almost like you've got a sweater on. Oh, I see. And so that can uh, impact your breathing as well. But I think what you're referring to is some of that shock of the cold air entering yeah. the system and hitting.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's natural. I, that's, Especially, again, yeah. in both cases, with the summer and the winter, when you are running hard, mm-hmm. these things appear. I just don't want it to hurt as bad. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we've quoted it before, but it's the, it's the Greg LeMond theory of it doesn't get any easier. We just do it faster. Yeah. And uh, regardless crazy. of how good we are and what time of year it is, if we want to run well, it's still going to hurt. You just get to the finish line. Yeah, a little bit quicker.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: I, you know, I I come now to to two thoughts that I have uh, that have kind of that have been sparked from this discussion that I think are other really key pieces of advice. Okay, uh, one is very simple: remember that light clothes are going to do better at reflecting the heat, or no clothes. In your case, yes. Yeah. Uh, but so the white shirt is yeah. going to do better than the black, right. right? And you can think about the material that works best for you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a big one that I believe more of us, including myself, should take advantage of. I'm hoping to tomorrow. Summertime can be trail time. Yes, We tend to get more shade there. Mm -hmm. You're forced to slow down given the technical features, so you're less likely to get overheated. Yeah. Plus the dirt and the grass are much better about not reflecting heat back up on us Mm -hmm. compared to say a black track at the school nearby or asphalt out on the road. Mm -hmm. And then just add to that, that those surfaces can also be a lot easier on your body. Yeah. And the technical running may also be really great for you. You might be developing some muscles moving through ranges of motion Proprioception that you aren't typically using on the road. Mm. You got all those benefits. Yeah. So nearby us here, you got a great resource like, say, Paris Mountain. Oh yeah. You could get up into the mountains in mm. places like uh, Dupont. Oh yeah. And Brevard a lot of you might be in a location elsewhere where you have these opportunities to get on the trail, mm-hmm. get out of the conditions a little bit and get mentally and physically refreshed. Yeah. So maybe more trail running is a piece of advice. I should have bumped up the list. Yeah. That's here. A great, that's great advice. And, sure. uh, I don't know that there's ever really a bad time for it, Yeah. but this is the really good time for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good reminder. Um, I'm going to have to get out there. I, I like to run so early and sometimes yeah. the, the um, trails aren't open till a little later.
1: Depending on where you are, you might need to get yourself a, a headlamp. Yep. And f- you may have access to, you're referring to maybe a park State setting park, w- yeah. where it's harder to, to get into. Sure. Right. But there are also even just, we'll often go north and go into the mountains, go yeah. into North Carolina, even just finding some dirt roads. That you can get on. Yeah. If, if you have something like that nearby could be a simple, nice step toward yeah. uh, incorporating more pseudo trail work in your summer routine. That's good. Thanks coach. Yeah, buddy. That was brief, but it's really hits to me what are the core elements of doing this right yep. and not overthinking too much. There is some value to training in heat. Remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. As we've said many times, the humidity is the poor man's altitude approach. Mm-hmm. I referenced in a previous episode going from training in Florida in late spring to running a marathon in Eugene, Oregon. So I looked up the numbers in my training log for this episode. Mm-hmm. I did a three mile marathon effort tempo as just a little tune up, whatever, however many days out from the race. It was a week of mm-hmm. on an 800 meter dirt track that we did a lot of our work on that was in downtown. It was a great little resource in Florida and flowered. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I did six laps of it Yeah. at what I perceived as marathon effort. I know the time probably got in my head a little bit if I look back on the day. Mm-hmm. And I know that what I ended up running on race day was faster than my goal. So mm-hmm. the workout was actually probably closer to what was possible in those conditions. It, it probably shouldn't have dejected me at all knowing what I was targeting. But to give you an idea of the impact, I looked up the numbers. I ran 27 seconds per mile faster over 26 miles on race day. And there's so many things that go into that. Yeah. But one of them is certainly the movement from that heat and humidity Mm -hmm. to a race day that was 40 degrees cooler Mm -hmm. than the evening on which I did that workout Yeah, with a very low dew point. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Cosmo. Coach. It's been good, buddy. I need to probably go to bed so that I can... ramp up the training to just take old Benjamin and show him who's boss. Summer of Hills. Summer of Hills. Get ready sessions. He's going to be back for some Olympic stuff coming up. And I'm sure he'll have something to say about this. So (laughs) just get ready now. We're looking forward to it. I think this can be, uh, this could be really fun. And so I'd love if people would send in their ideas on maybe what they want us to do in these races. Once we do it, we'll, uh, we'll have you involved in, uh, Telling the people how this whole thing unfolds.
0: Yeah. Send those in to secondsflatpodcast at gmail.com.
1: That is right.
0: And uh, yeah, please uh, feel free to subscribe, uh, rate, and review. We appreciate uh, it
1: just like Dr. Smooth Hips did. That's right. Yep. Uh, Tell your friends about it. Yes. Yeah. So fun. Hey, we have our new video uploaded On YouTube, seconds flat by run in, make sure you check that out. We just put something up that I think is kind of fun and helpful on different shoelacing techniques. This is a question we get a ton for people who go into the store, who go into run in and have issues maybe with the, the, the depth or width of their foot, uh, or at the instep creating rubbing in areas that we can change very simply through some lacing techniques. People who see slipping in the back of the foot uh, get rubbing at the Achilles. So we talk about ways to tie your shoes and keep them tied. How you can use the runner's loop at the back. That little last eyelet is actually there for a reason. We'll teach you how to use that. And then a straight lacing or ladder lacing technique, which can really open up some space across the foot and above at the instep. Uh, So those can be little helpful tricks to make your running experience a little better. So just got that one up and shared. That is uh, seconds flat by run in on YouTube, short four or five minute instructional video. Please feel free to critique my internet presence. I am amateur to say the least, but we had a lot of fun with it. I think there's some really valuable information in there and check out all our other stuff with mobility drills, warm up strides, hill running, all that good stuff that we break down for you as well. All right, buddy. That is it for mile 87 of the Seconds Flat Running podcast. We'll see you back here next time. And I don't want to tease this too big because the idea is just now it's early in its gestation period within Mm -hmm. my brain. But I was recently told I have a birthday coming up. Okay, Please, no Mm -hmm. gifts. Mm Mm-hmm. I was recently told that I'm getting too old to try to run a mile for every year mm-hmm. on my birthday, which I haven't tried to do in a lot of years. Yes. But now I'm motivated. Okay. And so this could be uh, leading to an episode coming up about my journey through an ultramarathon oh, like of a mile for each year of my life. I like where that's headed. I think I've jinxed that one, but I'm going to go do it. So <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, happy birthday. I got a, well, I mean, I got what, 10 days to train? Yes. So keep doubling like I did today and we'll get there. There you go. Yeah. All right, Cosmo, it's been great. Thank you guys for listening. We can't wait to see you on mile 88. Uh, look forward to seeing you out on a run. Happy running. We'll talk to you soon here on Seconds Flat. Good night.